Good evening. Today is Monday, August 21st, and we are studying the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. This week's step is step six, and our speaker tonight is Lynette T. Thank you, Lynette. Thanks, Victoria. Phew. Thank you that it is actually step six, because that's what I prepared for. So that's a good thing. So higher power is on our side already. Um, you know, even when the person reached out to me and said, hey, would you speak? We had been trying to connect for a while and we weren't able to connect. And then poof, higher power got really big and said, um, we're going to connect you two ladies again. And it's going to be really quick and God's going to be in charge. So watch this. And that's that's kind of how this whole thing started. And earlier, um, this person had mentioned that she was able to sleep last night and I was able to sleep last night too. Um, but the interesting thing is I said a little prayer to um, my higher power who I choose to call God. I said, you're going to, if you're going to do this with me, cause I have to do it with you. This has to be about God. Um, I'm, I'm going to need help and direction and I don't want to have worry and fret all day. And I would like to sleep. And those were a couple of my requests that I asked and I was granted that. Um, but then as God would show up big, right away in my morning meditation, um, I came across this and I just paraphrased it a little bit to rewrite it as a prayer for me, but God, please help me to see the things I'm filling myself with the areas, the illusions of control. How tight is my grasp on the things that are false and how willing am I to let go of those things? Please help me to come to the point where I can have nothing left to fill me, but only the one power who actually can my higher power, who I choose to call God. Please help me to see the things that I cling to, my character defects, and make me entirely ready to surrender. Um, so that is a little bit of how this morning started out. <laughs> so my eyes were wide open to that. Um, but before I get too far into it, I'm going to see if I can technologically share my screen here. Um, and disqualify. I guess I'll, I'll speak a little bit on a qualification. Um, tonight, my qualifier brief, briefly discloses in a general way what it was like, what happened, and where I'm at today. And I'd like to go through this very quickly because this is really the unimportant part. But um, what it was like, I was struggling. I was miserable in the food. Um, I had a great childhood. I was adopted. I have two brothers that are not biological to me or one another. We all three of us were adopted. We had a great life, but my life probably like the rest of you, my growing up was, was different. Um, and circumstances that were out of my control and my parents' control, um, you know, God allowed it to happen. I chose to go to food for comfort and, um, I hid my eating. Um, and I tried everything to control it and stop it. I tried shakes. I tried acupuncture. I tried hypnosis. I tried restricting. I tried over-exercising, reflexology, religion, doctors, protein shakes, Atkins macros, even Fen-Fen back in the day because I'm that old. <laughs> um, I, I tried it all. I tried lots and lots of therapy. And as the big book says about another topic, it could be increased at infamy. Um, so my list probably could and was increased. I probably forgot a few in there. 
Um, but what actually brought me to my knees was a combination of in 2019, my dad's death. My marriage was horrible. Um, I, I had thoughts of the world being better off without me. And I didn't even want to live for my three beautiful girls. I'm, I'm the mother to three incredibly wonderful girls. Um, my oldest is going into seventh grade and I have a set of twin girls that are going into third grade. So I'm a blessed mama and, and wife. Um, but that would be probably enough pain for most people wanting to, to end it all. But, um, that wasn't enough pain for me. Uh, God got even louder because I still wasn't listening. In the summer of 2020, I contracted COVID and I got very, very sick. Was hospitalized. Didn't think that I'd make it out of the hospital. I was the poster child actually for COVID. I was 100 pounds overweight. Um, I ate junk and I was inactive and it was a bad deal. Um, I did, however, obviously make it out of COVID after being hospitalized for about 15 days, was given a trial drug that kills most people. Um, I survived that and it was like, well, what's God's plan for me? So that was like in September of 2020. And it took me until February of 2021 to come in to program and let's see if I can share here properly. I'll just share some quick pictures here. Um, a beautiful fellow who's on this meeting as well. Is everybody seeing my screen okay? Yep, okay. Um, let's see here if it'll let me. Is it, are you seeing it okay or not? Okay, I've got a fast forward here. A beautiful, do you see that now? Okay, a beautiful fellow who was on this meeting, I once saw her share and she shared a lovely little jiggity jiggity timeline of her weights. And so this is sort of what my weights did. They went up and down, up and down. And this is obviously my wedding. Um, I ate myself out of that dress, literally. Um, it laced up in the back and there were gaps, people, embarrassing gaps. Um, I actually brought my weight down a little bit because I had babies inside of me, um, brought it to the, the midway mark there. Um, there's one of the many things that I tried that actually worked for a brief, brief moment. But I share this picture to show like, look at the gritting teeth, like there's the pain, right? Like there's the, uh, um, and there's me, wow, in 2020, I thought I was really looking good. I remember I was getting ready for a business meeting and I was like, oh, I look so nice. And it's like, you look sick and dead in the eyes. You know, when I look at that picture now, that's what I see. Um, and that's what brought me to Overeaters Anonymous. So here's what I looked like a week before I came in the doors. And a year later, Here's our oldest daughter with me. Um, she's in the picture. The significance of that is I lost one of her. I lost um, my oldest child's in, in weight um, by the power and grace of God. Um, so with that, let's get to the real meat and potatoes, sorry, fellows, um, of, of what we're here to discuss tonight. Um, 
we're here to discuss um, step six. We're entirely ready to have God remove all of these character defects. The AA 12 and 12 says that this step separates us and it uses a little bit different wording there, but um, I'm gonna use respectful language. It separates the truthful person from the imposter. Um, and that's paraphrasing. A person who is entirely willing to look at their character defects over and over and ask God to remove them has come a long way spiritually. And I would say that holds true for me. The AA 12 and 12 goes on to say that some of us had been beat down by our disease enough to admit that our willpower would not work and that we needed a power greater than ourselves. How was that power to help us? We needed to become willing, willing to clean house. We've all cleaned house in steps four and five. And then we come to six. In the big book of AA, Bill W. has us take a pause even before moving on to six. At the bottom of page 75 in the chapter into action, there are six specific lines regarding step six. I believe the big book contains so much more on step six within each of all the other steps. But these specifically say, if we can answer to our satisfaction, then we look at step six. And so I'll just briefly review what those questions are. Um, answer what questions? After giving away our fifth, we find quiet time alone and we thank our higher power. And we ask that these things be reviewed of our first five steps. And, and are we on solid ground? Um, we're building an archway in which to walk through a free person. Is my work solid so far? Are any stones out of place or shifted? Do we have a firm foundation or have we skimped on the cement? Is our mortar which holds everything together sound or weak? At this point in the steps, some of us have experienced that God could relieve our food obsession. Could that same God relieve our character defects? 10 minutes. Thank you. The caveat would be that we had to be entirely willing to let them go. I remember working with my sponsor the first time through the steps. And when she asked me if I was entirely ready, I chimed in that, oh my gosh, I'm ready. I want all of this gone. And, but the answer was, did I really? I mean, that was the question I had really. I say I want it gone, but do I really want these things gone? Were my biggest character defects not repeat offenders? Some of those same character defects still pop up today, like gossip, short-tempered with those who are closest to me. Yet the hypocrite in me has ultimate kindness to strangers. I have a lot of work to st still do, but grateful God uses that to draw me closer. How entirely willing am I? Am I as willing as I am able in that moment? I have willingness and understanding of my character defects that God wants me to have in the moment if I am in constant contact. God continues to grow my willingness and understanding. How willing was I to share at this meeting? Not super willing. <laughs> when a fellow reached out, and I think I already shared that, so I'm gonna I'm gonna hop over that little bit. But it's like there's my character defect. There it is. I I don't want to naturally help. I want to sit back and take it easy. I encourage each of you fellows, if you're asked by anyone 
you're being asked because not only does that person think you're capable, but higher power thinks you're capable. And we are to give back generously what we've been given. Um, my character defects can actually run both sides of the spectrum, just like our diseases. Um, my character, in my experience, my character defect can think I'm the greatest of these and I'm the least of these in the same breath. Today, I am learning I am not the least of these, but I'm certainly not the greatest of these. The 12 and 12 goes on to ask, so why if God can relieve the food problem, then why can God not fully remove all of these character defects? The 12 and 12 states that it's our instinct to live and that instinct to live leaves, leaves room for God. Um, to, to allow this back door to work on us. Do I always work on my character defects as much as I should? No, and that's why I need to ask God over and over to grow me in my spirituality. I think it somehow makes me more dependent on God. Sometimes I snap at my husband or my daughters, but God draws me back. If I am practicing all the 12 steps continually, not to be confused with perfectly, I have witnessed that each step, all the steps are found in one another. My experience is that step six is found in all the other steps and vice versa. We sometimes hear living in 10, 11, 12, but my truth is that I have to live in all the steps throughout the day and, and then on repeat. The page 65 from the big book says, and with us to drink is to die. And I would add here for me to hold on to my character defects as well is to die. The big book continues. If we were to live, we had to be free of anger. The grouch and the brainstorm were not for us. They may be the dubious luxury of some normal men, but for our alcoholics, these things are poison. The big book goes on to say, God made us to desire certain things in life. They can be good things for most people, but for me as a person who is, I desire more and more of anything, um, that can destroy me. God, God did not design us to destroy ourselves with food or with our character defects. I, I don't believe that the case, but actually to live with instincts, to truly live out those instincts. On page 55 in We Agnostics, it says, yet we had seen another kind of flight, a spiritual liberation from this world, people who rose above their problems people who rose above those character defects. They said God made these things possible, and we only smiled. We had seen spiritual release, but we like to tell ourselves it wasn't true. Actually, we were fooling ourselves, for deep down in every man, woman, and child is the fundamental idea of God. It may be obscured by calamity, by pomp, by worship of other things, Again, that laundry list of all those character defects. But in some form or another, it is there. For faith in a power greater than ourselves and miraculous demonstrations of the power in human lives are facts as old as man himself. 
We finally saw that faith in some kind of God was part of our makeup, just as much as the feeling we have for a friend. Sometimes we had to search fearlessly, but he was there. He was just as much a fact as we were. We found the great reality deep down within us. In the last analysis, it is only there that he may be found. So it was with us. We can only clear the ground a bit. If our testimony helps sweep any prejudice, enables you to think honestly, encourages you to search diligently within yourself, then if you wish, you can join us on the broad highway. With this attitude, you cannot fail. The consciousness of your belief is sure to come to you. And that, my fellow friends, I believe, that encompasses step, step six for me. Am I entirely willing? And, and I'm not all days. It's not perfect. But do I come back to that? I do my best to try to come back to that. When I'm working the other steps, I'm working at, you know, doing the tents. I'm coming to those and I'm saying, where is my blind spot? I'm going to my fellows. I can't, I can't see my defects popping up. And when I can have a fellow say to me, did you look at it like this? And then it typically ends with, well, did you ask God to remove it? Oh, no, I didn't. I didn't do that because maybe somewhere deep inside, it wasn't really willing. So the big book's got a solution for that too. We, we just asked to become willing. So am I entirely willing? I'm today as entirely willing as I'm able to be in this moment. Just like I have an understanding of, of the God of my, my creation, right? I can't have somebody else's thought of a God and nor can you, but I really believe that God put each of us here to journey this together. Um, and I'm not quite sure where I'm at on time, but I think that's probably a really great place to wrap yeah. it up and allow others to share. So thank you for letting me be of service. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Lynette. And if I heard correctly, it sounded like that was the two minute wrap up. So I think uh, I love it. It was it was synchronized well. <laughs> um, we will now open the meeting for questions or for three minute shares. As this is a big book study, sharing and questions should relate specifically to the chapter and step being studied this week. We ask you to accept this guideline in order to keep the meeting on track. If you'd like to share or ask a question, please raise your virtual hand, which is under reactions, or star nine if you're on the phone, and the Zoom host will call the raised hands in order and ask you to unmute when it's your turn. Would our timekeeper, Lisa, please set a timer for three minutes to eat for each share, excuse me, and announce when time is up. If the speaker is asked a question, please allow three minutes for the answer. All right, and let's go ahead with Maureen. Hi, I'm Maureen. I'm a compulsive overeater in New Jersey. Uh, thank you so much, Lynette. Um, I, I've never heard your your entire story. Um, I, I mean, I've heard bits and pieces, but not through and through. And it's just, 
it's just amazing. And the one thing is that I'm always like intrigued how clearly and, um, you know, how calmly you convey uh, these principles of the program, basically, when you talk about them. So, but there was one thing that I related to, um, you had talked about the sixth step and just kind of wanting those defects of character to go away, to go away, to go away. You know, of course, nobody wants, nobody wants those defects of character. And one of the things that I learned is that I really have to sit in my sixth and seventh step. And that's because I was so like, you know, take it away from me, take it away from me. But really my job was to, to sit there and, and ask myself, am I ready? Um, and having that, that moment of meditation, what would inevitably happen is there would always be something that I was holding back, but then I would go through my steps and look at the third step, turn my will and my life over to care of God. And then sort of like the floodwaters would break open and I'd be like, oh yeah, that's right. That's what I decided to do. And then I could move to the seventh step. So I just wanted to share that. Thanks. Thank you, Maureen. All right, next up we have Meredith. Hey everybody, <clears throat> Meredith B in Tennessee, recovered compulsive overeater. Thanks again, Lynette, it was really a great talk. Um, the truthful person from the imposter, whoa. Um, the defects of my character are really the imposter, but that's like the armor that I've worn all these years. And um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I have to ask God for the truth because I'm too willing to lie to myself to, to stay safe, which is not safe at all. Um, but I can't see that without God. Um, let me see what else you said so many beautiful things um how you snap at your daughters and but god always draws you back oh my gosh oh you guys i dropped my son off at college friday and uh i don't i don't physically miss him here i mean he was a teenager not much help around here, but I just was hit with this crushing regret of, you know, my perceived wrongs and parenting and all the ways that I failed him and messed up. And uh, eh. thank God for this program. I just, God came in the form of you fellows at all the perfect times. And really um, got me out of a pity party and isolation. What's done is done. And I really did get to the point that all I can do is recover, recover, recover. That's the best thing that I can do for him at this point. You know, no matter what I did in the past or didn't do. Um so I am a thankful person today. 
Um, thanks, Lynette. Thanks for your awesome share. I'll pass. Thank you, Merida. Next up, let's go to Sydney B. Hi, guys. Sydney B, compulsive overeater. Ah, Lynette, I don't even know where to begin with you. Um, first and foremost, thank you for the reminder. I, I always forget to ask God to remove it. Like, that's the whole point of this whole thing. And I always forget. Um, so thank you for the reminder and just the, you know, when I'm in that conscious contact, I can, when I'm in that conscious contact, I can easily just hand it all over. It's when I'm out of that, that then it I start to hold it all. And like, oh, let me take care of my character defects and let me, and it's like, what? No, you clearly know. <laughs> um, so it's just such a good reminder into, uh, what was the other thing you said? Um, it left my brain, but thank you. Thank you for the reminder. Thank you for um, just you and, and showing up and being of service. And uh, okay, I'm going to stop before I go over time <laughs> and I pass. Thanks, Sydney. All right, next up, we've got Jim. Thanks so much, Lynette. Um, I'm Jim. I'm a compulsive overeater. And yeah, just really, yeah, really uh, what you said about step six really spoke to me. And I just really appreciate what you said about this. Surrender is such a funny word because it's like giving up, but almost I feel like you spoke about how you're simultaneously fully surrendered but not because we're never like perfect and we're always still growing. And that was just really helpful because I feel like my surrender is really growing. And I also have this openness of just I feel like constantly I'm making plans. Like, do I do this or that or this or that? And just more of a sense that actually if I pause and ask for God's guidance, whatever that is, is going to be better. Not in a way to put myself down, but it's just, that's how I can work with God, you know, to, to plan my day. So anyway, that, but I still do stupid things, you know, along the way. And that's part of it. Um, I did want to ask about that line about anger that you read, how it's like the dubious luxury of other people. And I'm just curious if you have experience, because I think for me, sometimes I can be a people pleaser and not express my true emotion. Um, while I do agree that unchecked anger is not is not something that is good for me, I, I'm just curious if there's a way that you found it as like a healthy way to express your anger. Thanks for the question, Jim. Um, I'm not real great at it. I I mentioned that I'm a little bit. I can be have a little bit of a hot temper with those closest to me. But really, if I'm connected, right, like the big book says um, on 417, right, acceptance is the answer to all of our problems today. Because basically what it says is that all is right in the world because higher power is the one in charge. Higher power knew this meeting was going to happen. And higher power knew I was going to be a little nervous and I was going to rapidly read through notes. You know, I, I initially thought I'm just going to do a free share 
And I was like, I don't know if I've had enough prayer time to do a free share. So I read it and you were all so gracious. Um, the, the anger thing, but back to the anger thing, it's when I'm not connected. It's when I'm not doing my tense. It's when all of the things are building up and all of a sudden I've got a, a like an interstate pileup of cars coming together of my character defects and my poor actions, which equal a 10th. And then I say, no, God, I've got this. I don't want to do the 10th right now. I'm too busy. And then anger comes out of me. And, and I heard it somewhere. I read it somewhere. It's like when we walk around with our cup of coffee in the morning, Jim, if you bump into me, what's going to come out of that is coffee. So if I'm walking around with anger and any fellow or family member, because it's always the family members that I'm the toughest on. Um, if I'm walking around with pent up anger and I'm not letting go of it and I'm gripping that anger spills out of me and it spills out of me in an angry way. I liked your point, Jim, about like, but holding on to anger, like, can't it be good to express? Yes, but we can do that in a kind, loving and tolerant way. Um, and I'm practicing that still, you know, if you interviewed my family in the other room, they'd be like, wow, mom, you were a little crabby and edgy before this meeting. What's the big deal? And, you know, like, I got with God, I showed up, I prayed, I meditated. And hopefully I said something that was helpful. Um, but I think working like first before God's removing anything, first he's making it known to us. Excuse me for, for my language. Um, that God um, God brings it to my attention first. Um, and then I can recognize it. And then slowly over time, it can change. Um, so that's kind of my roundabout answer. Thanks for the question, Jim. Sorry, I was writing that down. Next, we have Amy B. <laughs> thank you, Victoria. And thank you, Yvonne. Thank you, everybody doing service tonight. Amy B, compulsive overeater, living in, very gratefully in a recovered state from the food for today, one day at a time. Lynette, that was wonderful. That was wonderful. First of all, great graph. Great, great, great graph, photos, the whole thing. I love a visual representation. It goes so far. And I love how you um, chose photos that not only showed your size, but showed your spirit. Um, and also the way that you commented on how I didn't notice at the time, at the time I thought I looked whatever. And now I, you know, whatever, when we know better, we see it differently. So thank you for that. And thank you for the preparation that you did in writing it down. So like thoughtful and reverent. And um, it was just such a, such a well presented piece. Um, and as somebody else mentioned, um, separating the thoughtful person, um, what a beautiful way of reading that. Um I also love how you pointed out, you know, we have to be ready for removing them. And it's like, oh yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. But am I, but am I really? And like, I give lip service to the idea of being ready or I want to be ready. Um, and, and the, the opportunity that we get to, um, 
be ready before we ask for the removal. This, um, this, this, I, I just keep going back to the word reverend, this reverend consideration of the surrender based on what we learned in the inventory and the patterns and all of that stuff. It is just that built into the steps is the pause for reverent reflection before the actual prayer to have it removed in seven. I, I just, I, I, I felt, I felt that energy. You were, you were a vessel for that reverent thoughtfulness tonight, Lynette. Thank you for carrying the message of step step six, for being the vessel and the channel for God's message tonight. Um, real grateful, real grateful to have been here for it. Uh, thanks. I pass. Thank you, Amy. All right. Next, we're going to have Sherry E and then I'll, I'll uh, take a turn and pop in. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for the meeting. Thank you so much for that share. Um, I am very excited about step six. Um, and so it is your tone and your centeredness is like a hundred percent like attraction, right? It's like the, and the, the words that were coming were like, when someone speaks with like sane and quiet kindness about what this is like. And I just thank you so much for that just the 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 modeling of that is really beautiful and also just the modeling of like checking in with your higher power and I'm like oh you know what checked in with my higher power but I'm not actually in a place to do it this way I need to do it this way like that this is such a beautiful model for what this way of life is like and I need to hear that and see that all the time um and I just uh really resonated um with how becoming entirely ready is in all the steps. Thank you so much for that. Um, because there is, there is such a beautiful reverent moment after I've shared with another human and I've been seen. Um, and that that's beautiful. And step six in that moment is so beautiful. And I think, um, I, I, but I did really appreciate that you shared that step six is happening all the time, every day. And sometimes it is beautiful and reverent for me. And other times, step six is about extreme pain and discomfort. Because sometimes me becoming entirely ready to have a defect remove is by life happening and so step six my higher power my higher power can work with whatever right sometimes my higher power works with like this like open-hearted gentle soft heart thing that happens and sometimes my higher power works through difficult circumstances and it's the circumstances that soften me up and make me entirely ready and like both experiences are a hundred percent like her way of bringing me to that authentic seven. It's like I humbly ask and I humbly ask because in six, like I get to see that I can't do it on my, on my own. And that's like, whoa. Um, 
that's a big deal. So thanks so much for your share. Thanks for this meeting and thanks for everybody making it possible tonight. I just really appreciate it. Thank you, Sherry. All right, I will now ask the Zoom host to stop the recording for unrecorded shares.